good morning. Happy Friday, February 23rd. I am your host, Dean and Joe, coming to you live from the DJ Pebbles studio located in the Mile High City, colorful Colorado. Hello, baby. Welcome to the program. So grateful to have you with us today. If you're listening to this later, I understand how valuable your time is and I appreciate you downloading. So thank you. Hit that follow button so you can join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And I have the best people in the chat. Um, uh, let's see. A lot to go over. Oh, thank you for your likes, shares, downloads. Appreciate you. <laughs> Almost forgot about that. Hi, Bam Bam. Uh, Bam Bam and I hung out last night and got to watch, listen to some good music and see some um, good times. I was just thinking about how envious I am that those times are gone forever. <laughs> Talk about it in a little bit. So I have a lot to go over today. Well, actually I don't. <laughs> we have a lot of music to go over today. Um, the word of the day, a couple things trending. Um, and then I'm going to do the music because there's so much music in the, the from the pop festival to, to go over. Um, so turn this down a little bit. Um, we will start with the weather. Sorry, guys, it's just a little too loud. Yeah. Um, in Denver, it's 30, but they said it feels like it's 18. I agree with that. It's cold. Um, but there's sunny skies, and it'll be high of 53. We're supposed to have a super nice weekend, so it'll be nice. Um, for my family out there in Wallen, Ontario, it's foggy. At least they're seeing it's very foggy. You're under a fog advisory um, near zero visibility. So watch out for Bigfoot. But it says that it's 36 and your high will be 44. Um, and then the skies will be clear once the fog goes away. Um, for BP in Elwood City, Pennsylvania, um, 41 and mostly cloudy. Scattered light rain showers are expected in a high of 55. Um, for Miyagol, who's late, um, 41 and cloudy skies, mostly cloudy, high of 49. So I'd like to start this show with the word of the day, the quote of the day, spreading knowledge is a powerful way for adding value to the world. So let's go. And it's more than just a word. It's believe, but it's more believing in yourself. Believing in yourself means having confidence in your own abilities. Um, a couple quotes that go with that is believe in you because your voice is important. Your dreams matter because there is only one you and because you are worth it. So do you believe in yourself? Um, I'm only going to say a little bit. Oh, that's what I forgot to do. Um, oh, I'm, I'm learning how I signed up for YouTube. And so I'm learning how to do some of my music. All of the music today is going to be on there because um, it's from the festival. And so I'm, I don't know how quite it's changed. Once I paid premium, I guess. So once I paid for the premium, it looks different. It's different than it was before. So let me, I'm going to um, find this and then I'm going to talk about um, believe. Let's see. Um, motivation. 
Okay. So what I have to say is when you believe in art, when we believe in ourselves, it can help us to achieve our goals and manifest our dreams, increase our own well-being. But on the flip side, it's also true. Lack of belief in ourselves means we are less likely to act, to change, or to push to make things better. In fact, um, we expect expect we're going to fail. Guess what? We will. Um, So hopefully this is in here. Um, Okay, good. Here it is. Yay! (laughs) Um, Believe in yourself. Motivational speech. Okay, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. If you think you're just gonna have a dream and a goal, there we go. And you're just gonna wake up and make it happen. You're dead wrong. Life will beat you down over and over and over. That dream will always be tested. The pressure in your life right now has a purpose. It's not crushing you. It's pushing what's on the inside of you out. It shows you who ah. you really are. There's me, Michael. How bad do you really want it? I bet you what? Huh? I'm gonna take your car. You have creditors calling you every day. How focused can you be? You will have judgments fall against you. You gotta lose all the materialistic things you have. You gotta lose your job. And people who you thought will help you won't be there for you. How positive can you be now? Where is your feeling of being empowered, having the capacity to create now? That's going to happen to you, I don't care what you're facing right now. You can't let the outside circumstances take control. Hold that vision, that idea, that dream so firmly in your mind that you can feel it that you can taste it, that you can smell it, and just keep walking toward it, no matter what. Stand courageously, daringly, become bold. In spite of this, I'm not giving up on my tree. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Beepy. You've got to make it your personal to fight back, to go down swinging, to wage war against all the negativity going on around you and going on within you. You got to tell yourself, I can do this. I can handle it. I'm going to get through this. I have what it takes. No petty adversity. Thank you, Ozzy. Some of you need to get tired. Get tired of the way people make fun of you and your dream. Get tired of the effort you're putting in every day. Get tired of feeling defeated all the time. You should be mad about it because you deserve better. You deserve your dream. But don't just cry about it. Don't just talk about it. Don't just think about it. I want you to get up and do something about it. I want you to put your whole self into that thing you want and stop at nothing to reach it. If you're not bold, if you're not standing up inside yourself, if you're not willing to call into being the highest and the strongest that's within you when you're facing life's challenges, life will trample you. It will suck the life out of you. Your life will be miserable as you're not living in alignment with who you are. See, when you discover the truth of this goodness, this power that you have within you, That truth will set you free. You will never be a victim again. That truth will enable you to handle things with a level of equanimity that will surprise you. You will learn how to overcome the world by not buying into what's in front of you. Don't feel sorry for yourself and trying to organize a pity party. The shock's a part of the program. Keep on moving. 
you gotta make up in your mind that I'm better than this. I'm stronger than this. I will survive this. I can live my dream. I can find my purpose in life. I deserve more for myself. This is not gonna be it for my life. When you get to that point, when you have that type of mentality of not beating yourself up because of your mistakes, and instead start looking at the possibility of you doing better, of you making the adjustments, things begin to change in your favor. You need to understand that you are rare. Nobody is quite like you. You're in a class all by yourself. If you really knew that, you wouldn't be so insecure. You wouldn't be so intimidated. You wouldn't be so vulnerable. There will never be another you. That's right. You got a voice like nobody else. You got a fingerprint like nobody else. You got thoughts like nobody else. You are one of a kind. You got to believe even when there's no reason to believe. You got to hold on. You got to have faith. When everything appears to be going wrong, when you're working on your dreams and people that you love and trust decide to walk out on you, you still gotta believe. When you see those things that you've been working on fall apart in front of your face, you still got to believe. When friends and family who should be a source of strength and encouragement start to tell you you can't do it, you still gotta believe. You might not know how you're gonna do it, but you gotta believe with everything in you that you're gonna make it. You gotta make up in your mind before you even get to the fight. I don't care what it takes. I don't care how much effort I gotta put in. I don't have the money, I don't have the education, but I won't allow that to stop me. I'm gonna do it. I need you to look yourself in the face and declare, this is my life, these are my dreams. I can have whatever I wanna have. I can be whatever I wanna be. I can go wherever I wanna go. And whatever is required to do it, is already inside of me. Life will hit you so hard that you're not going to see a way up. You're going to be laying flat on the ground, gasping for air, wondering if this is the end for you. No, it's not. It is not the end for you. You can still come back again. It's going to be very challenging whenever you decide that you want to grow. Whenever you decide that you want to go to another level, all hell will break loose. Thanks, Mike. It's hard. It's not easy. It's true. It's hard changing your life. And here's what I want to say to you. For those of you that have experienced some hardships, don't give up on your dream. You're going to have so many moments where you doubt yourself, where you question if you can still make it. There's going to be so many rough times, but these times haven't come to stay. They've come to pass. We all go through problems. They don't have to overwhelm you, though. They don't have to take you out. They don't have to make your life miserable. But the real problem you have in your life is that every time you run up against a trial or tribulation, you back off, you run away. And as long as you do that, you'll run away from everything great you can get in life. You got to get to a point where you look at life and say, you will not beat me. It's easy to complain. It's easy to point out your circumstances. It's easy to talk about what's happened to you. It's easy to talk about your situation and what you're going through. But if you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. Because it's easy to be on the bottom in life. It doesn't take any energy or any drive to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you to pick yourself up and reach for something greater. If you're going to make it happen, you got to harness your will. It's almost done, guys. A little longer today. Thank you, BP.
process. I will take everything that happens to me and use it to push me to greatness. That's right. You got to say yes to your dreams. Yes to you. You can make it. Doesn't matter how many failures you've made. Doesn't matter how many mistakes you've endured. Doesn't matter about your defeats. Doesn't matter about what you've done. It doesn't matter that you're in a hole now. Doesn't matter where you are. The last chapter to your life hasn't been written yet. If people judge you now, they'll judge you prematurely. You haven't exposed all your stuff yet. You're still in the process of transforming your life. You're still in the process of becoming. Some of you are phenomenally skilled. But it is a phenomenal will that says, every time I get knocked down, I will get back up and I will succeed. I will not surrender. Where you are is temporary. You will not be there for the rest of your life. It might last for a second. It might last for a day. It might last for a week. It might last for months. But sooner or later, if you don't give up, if you don't give in, it will subside. You are great. You are unique. You are special. You are talented. And you deserve to have everything you want. And stop listening to the people who tell you you don't. Cut them off. What do they know? They don't know what the possibilities are for your life. Nobody knows that. You have unlimited potential. It takes a lot of guts to pick yourself up when you experience setbacks and people don't see the vision and people are laughing at you and they're doubting you. All those people are going to think you're crazy. It takes guts to stand in the face of that. But no guts, no glory. Most people, when they get rejected, it takes their power away and they become discouraged. They lose their spirit. They lose their energy. But if you want to become an uncommon person, you've got to go further than most people will ever go. Behind every adversity, there's a blessing and a lesson. Pain always leaves a gift. The depth of your struggle will determine the height of your success. You're supposed to react. You're supposed to respond. You're supposed to be down for a quick minute. But you get back up, you don't stop, and you keep standing. No matter how rough the sea, you keep standing. No matter what, you don't give up. And when those obstacles in front of you tell you to quit, you tell them, I will break you before you break me. You will not destroy me. I've come too far to quit. I'm going to get a reward for my pain. Woo. All right. That is in believing in yourself. And... I hope you really listen to that. And I hope those words mean something because you are important and don't let pretty much all my life. I, I couldn't, I didn't do that. I didn't believe in myself. I believed in the crap that people told me instead of standing up and saying, screw you, I'm worth it. I'm unfuckwittable. Right. Um, no, I believed all that. And, it, and it's hard. I fight those battles all the time. Those thoughts don't go away. You just learn to, deal with them and, and, uh, push through them. And, and then they start to, you don't hear them as quite as much as you used to, but you know, that's what holds you back, um, is your emotions and your thoughts. So, um, it doesn't matter what other people have said or done. Don't let it stop you. Um, if it's your life, it's your dream. You've got this. I believe in you. So there. All right. Believe in yourself. That's to get you started for the weekend. Um, so the last one, well, I have one more quote. Your struggle made you the person who you are today. Let your struggle make you a legend. So um, that is so true. Um, all right. Let's get into the joke of the day. <laughs> um, I have a couple for you. What did the penguin build? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Gosh, I can't read now. How does a penguin build its house? 
He glues it together. Get it? He glues, he glues it together. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're so corny. All right, what do you call a corny? An abdominal snowman. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So last night, oh, before I get into last night, we'll talk about BP. <laughs> BP and his pod being podcast nation um, on Facebook. Um, if anybody has not followed him yet or have gone in there, please go in there. Um, it's on Facebook, Podbean Podcast Nation. Give them a follow. If you have a podcast, you can promote it there. Um, and last night, Bam Bam and I are uh, show together, connecting through movies um, and their soundtracks. We watched the documentary Monterey Pop Festival. Um, it was really interesting. Um, I liked it a lot. It was it was times that we'll never see again. You know what I mean? I don't think we'll ever experience, um, what I'll, I'll talk about it in a little bit, but yeah, it was really good. Um, we watched it. It was on YouTube. It's on YouTube. I should say it's free. So, and it's, it's right under an hour. Um, it's kind of cool. If you like music, hi caps. Oh my gosh. It's so good to see you. Um, and welcome Z R D N Y B P H. Good to see you. Um, so if you if you love music and you have YouTube, it's free. Um, go in there and it's the Monterey Jazz Pop Festival. And I think it says um, there's a couple of them on there. One's a movie you have to rent. This one's free. Has a girl with flowers in her hair. Um, I think it's 40 years um, ago, it says next to it. Um, so let's see. I wanted to talk about, has anybody ever been, anybody in the States ever been to a Bucky's, a Bucky's, I guess it's a, um, it's a gas station, <laughs> I guess. Um, I guess they're a big deal. I, people follow them Bucky's and there's a big beaver on the front of it. Well, we we're getting the world's biggest Bucky's or the States, United States, biggest Bucky's. And I guess maybe for a month or two months and then they're big in building, finishing building a bigger one somewhere else. I can't remember where it's at, but, um, it's a chain of mega country stores, gas station. Um, they come from Texas. Uh, and this one's going to be lo located at 5201 Nugget Road, which they love because one of the things they sell, I guess, is, but you've heard of it, huh, BP? Um, are beaver nuggets. <laughs> They're called Bucky's Beaver Nuggets. Um, and I'm trying to see, it kind of looks like, oh, I thought it was popcorn, but I guess not. Um, I don't know, but there's bold and spicy and there's caramel and there's, um, let's see if it tells me what the heck it is. It's probably a net of some sort. Um, Bucky's has become a must visit gas station. Thanks to one of its top commodities. The cleanest bathrooms in America are at Bucky's. Um, what are, tell me what the Bucky's Bucky bucks are. Um, let me see. Here's 14 facts. Oh, 16 weird facts about Bucky's. Let me see if it'll tell me what they are. Oh, oh, they sell canned jalapenos. If you've ever had those before, sounds Canadian. I, you know what? It's like an hour and 10 minutes from here or maybe probably a little bit longer with traffic, but 
I don't know that I'd want to go all that way just to go to a big, huge freaking store with a bunch of junk food. Oh, I know that they wouldn't have it up in, in Europe and England and stuff because they care about their people. They don't let them eat crap. They don't let them eat like yellow dye number five and all that stuff. They're, you know, they, they care about what they put in their people's faces. Um, let's see. Oh, they have blueberry cheesecake fudge that they're, it's Bucky's blueberry cheesecake fudge. Um, chamomile peach rings they look like I, i've seen them before they're i didn't know that that's what they're called camoys peach i think that's how you say it here i'll copy and paste it they look like gummies the gummies you would just gummies but um hmm yeah i kind of i kind of very envious of you oh is capsule in here no he's gone um let's see uh, I want to see what the Bucky's Buck, uh, oh, they sell rubber duckies. <laughs> um, they sell um, baby onesies and merchandise, all kinds of merchandise. It's going to be, how big is this place going to be? 74,000 square feet, 116 fueling positions and 12 EV charging stations. Oh, 74,000 square feet of crap of <laughs> just crap oh caps you're still in here um yeah they're huge um <laughs> uh yeah you got i'm kind of envious of the your food situation out there and how well you guys they take care of you guys i mean like they don't allow all those chemicals and stuff I, is canada the same way bam bam i wonder if you can type um I'm just wondering. I mean, because I know, like, for instance, the Cadbury, the Cadbury candies are from England. And they, I did a big thing about this last Easter and how the Cadbury's out here are not real Cadbury's. I think you have to either order them, you have to make sure you look on the back and see where they're from because ours has all kinds of junk in it. And theirs is like pure stuff. They use pure stuff. They don't use all the chemicals and crap that we use. So they're hard to find. Um, I think maybe if you go to a cost market or something, but again, look on the back and see where it's from. They just don't, oh, ours is crap as well. Oh, dang. I thought because maybe you guys were a little closer <laughs> that they might do the same thing. Um, but I don't know, yeah, if they do like the raw milk and things like that. But anyway, back to Bucky's. I wanted to see if they showed... Um, what the hell those buckies? Oh, I guess you can get swimsuits and shoes <laughs> like like uh, sandals and stuff. Um, it says home decor, but it shows like um, <laughs> where nowhere else but buckies. It shows a world globe that you could buy there on, a you know, the globes and stuff. Um, oh, man. Oh, dog toys, bacon, flannel T-shirts, hats. OK, here we are. Beaver nuggets. What is a beaver nugget? Um, are oh, they're puffed cor corn nuggets. Some of puffed corn nuggets covered in sugar, caramel, and butter, making them sweet and salty treat anytime you stop by. Oh, guess they're just corn. They didn't on this one. It just looks like popcorn. Gosh, all for that. Give me a break. <laughs> all right. Well, what time is it? I'm sorry, you guys. Today is just a weird day. Um, today's my mom's birthday. Well, it would have been her birthday. So it's just kind of a strange little day here today. 
Um, we'll do a couple of facts and then I'm going to get into the music. Like I said, there's a lot of songs to go over. So we'll just go over that and some of the history of the Monterey um, Pop Festival. Uh, let's see. This is says weird facts for your Thursday. So this must have been yes for yesterday. Let's see what the first one is. Oh, Legos produced a line of bricks intended for professional use by architect and planners. Um, the Mo Dulex line from 1970 to 80s um, had mute colors compared to um, the re recreational line and was based on a one by one by one cube instead of a 10 by five by three ratio. Oh, well, that's kind of interesting, I guess. Have you guys ever stepped on a freaking Lego before? Oh my God. <laughs> that is like the worst thing ever. It hurts so bad for one of those little damn things on a barefoot. Holy hell. Um, smile mask syndrome is a psychological disorder as a result of a prolonged unnatural smile. What the hell? So they're saying if you smile unnaturally for so long, your face will stick that way. The disorder causes subjects to develop depressions and physical illness. First described in Japan in 1983, this is attributed to the great importance placed on smiling in Japanese service industry. What? That's not true. Are you really? So they're saying because they had to smile and say, hello, how are you? <laughs> Their faces stayed like that. What? I don't believe it. <laughs> really? No, I think that's a bunch of crap. I haven't looked up any of these. So don't, don't these are from, um, what are these from cracked? So they might not be true. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I mean, maybe, I don't know. The practice of <laughs> the practice of workers compensa compensation has its origins in the 18th century. Um, it says privacy. Um, the system was established as a result of the occupational high risk of injury and included payment for different types of injury, as well as giving crewmates less strenuous duties when injured. Huh. Interesting. That's interesting. Somebody was complaining back then. They complained. Um, all right. I'm just going to get into the music, you guys, into this festival. Um, let me see. Where is it? Monterey Pop Festival. It was... Um, the festival embodied the theme of California as a focal point from the counterculture culture and generally regarded as one of the beginnings of the summer of love um, in 1967 in a public display, display of hippie power powerful flower power and flower children sheesh, movement in the era. Um, it was right around um, the Vietnam War and they were protesting that and um, peace, love, you know. Uh, it was crazy because out of all of the people that were there, um, there was no, what did they say? There was no arrests, there was no deaths, and there was, um, what was the other one? There was no arrests, there was no deaths, and overdoses would be the same as deaths. I'm trying to think of what the three of them would be. Hi, Blackbeard. Um, because there was a lot of LSD going around there. If you watch the um, documentary, man, people were tripping. And um, I can't remember the guy's name either. He was uh, he was the roadie 
for, um, let me see if I can remember, was it Buffalo Springfield? Or he was a roadie for one of the bands and he started uh, making acid and he was passing it out to people or guess selling it to people. And so everybody was tripping on acid or smoking pot. I don't remember them ever. I don't remember seeing anybody drinking, to be honest with you, throughout the whole three days with that. Well, throughout the whole show with the three days that they were showing, I don't really remember there being any Grateful Dead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bam Bam. Um, I don't remember there being any alcohol. Do you? I just um, acid tent. Oh, was that the was that the acid TV tent? If you were tripping too hard, I was. I was telling Bam Bam if it was me, I couldn't. I could never. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've done marijuana before. I've done cocaine before. I've drinking before, but I would never. I could never do. Um, mushrooms or acid or anything like that. I don't like the feeling of being out of, I think that's why I don't do stuff like that, of being kind of having no control. And I remember um, the the guy, when I had bees in my backyard, the guy that um, I had his bees, he used to trip on acid all the time. And he's like, yeah, dude, you'd love it. He's like, it's all happy. You just sit there and I'm listening to him. And then he says like, yeah, like one time I saw I was by this river all of a sudden I'm by this river and he tells me and then there's just there's this little frog he comes up to me and he starts talking to me and I'm like and you want me to take this I'm like oh hell no yeah I would be in the acid teepee tent for sure tripping out they had these tents and they were the teepees and if you had um you know, if you were tripping too hard on the acid, you would, they would put you in this little tent and there was people in there that would take care of you. So that's what he's talking about, the acid teepee tents. But um, yeah, you, you see people, they're just chilling and they're all next to each other and they're just enjoying this music and they're either smoking pot or they're on acid. You can tell when they're on acid because they're just like staring or the one, the one guy they show and he's sitting there and you can see him moving his hands in front of his face. Like I can only imagine where the rainbow's coming out of his fingers or something, but yeah, it was kind of peace, love and uh, times. And I, it, it's a good, it's a good documentary, good documentary. So um, Monterey, pop festival the first day um was friday january um, june 16th excuse me and the first band that went on was the association um they were introduced by john phillips um the song that i have is hopefully it hasn't changed because a couple of them disappeared from yesterday um uh no, it's on there. Yay. Along Came Sally. You'll know the song. Um, the Los Angeles-based band, The Association, um, with hits such as Along Came Mary, not Sally, Dina, and Never My Love was the first act to perform in the festival. Um, Newsweek magazine reporter Michael Landon, and throughout this whole thing, this most of this perspective is from Michael Landon, reviewed their performance as having a professional style and entertaining Manner, especially on their latest single, Windy, which was raising um, steadily on the Billboard Hot 100. But we're not playing that one. We're playing Along Came Mary, not Sally. <laughs> and a lot of these are live. You see before you this evening a machine of our own construction. You see an association machine composed of many integral parts. The first being behind us. 
a semi-reclined percussive invertebrator or drummer. In the center of the machine, we see a, a digit-flexing instrumentator or a guitar. Towards the other end of the machine, we see a... He must be on acid, too. <laughs> right now. To my immediate right, we see a metaphor of the bifurcated tambourine chamber. I have a consistent low-ring modulator. Last but not least, the largest single component in the machine, an elongated flipping vocalizator. This machine, when programmed correctly, emits a variety of sounds and rhythmic patterns, such as one, two, one, two. And this is actually the video for live from the Monterey Pop Festival. Michael Landian. No, not him. <laughs> I don't think it was him. They would have showed him for sure. And it was also, it's crazy to see all of these bands um, were just coming up and coming. They weren't even really big yet. And to see them all together for three days and even a lot of the artists were like hanging out like in the crowd they were just sitting there enjoying the next day you know the next bands and stuff it was really cool you never see that again no fights or anything well they didn't show anything ever it was like really peaceful there was a lot more love making than fights going on in there Thank you, Caps. Thank you, BP. is the association along comes mary that, that was the first night the first band um for the monterey um, pop festival um that is off of the album now and then along comes the association 1966 they were introduced by john phillips of the mamas and the papas now this next band um i don't remember if i if they were just on there real quick that we saw them. They were the Poppers. Um, they were introduced by David Crosby, um, who was in this documentary um, a lot, talking about um, 
the bands and the festival. The association was followed by the Poppers, a band from Toronto who delivered a screaming volume in racy quality, said London. Michael Landon, 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 it's, I think it's Landon, L-Y-D-O-N. The poppers were proud to um, be judged on their music alone, not relying on gimmicks or lighting effects. So here they are, um, the poppers, it just says live performance at the Monterey Pop Festival. Here it is. Oh, they start talking first. They're arriving at the festival. Then the It's a song called Magic People and Think I Care. And like these drugs. It's, uh, here it is. It's a story about my baby and the baby She's a She don't care. The poppers. <laughs> Everybody's just, it's just, and this chick, she's holding an umbrella, like the remnants of an umbrella. There's no material, it's just wires, the wire part. <laughs> Flowers everywhere. But it was so peaceful. There was no, there was no. They didn't show any bites or problems or anything like that. Um, all right, we're going to move on to the next artist that was up, and it was um, Lou Rawls. See, there was all kinds of different people there. Um, the song is going to be Love is a Hurting Thing. Um, the next act was blues singers Lou Rawls fronting a big band, and the song arrangements conveying a rock and roll style, soul style. Um, Rawls also spoke to the crowd about the gritty experiences of African-American life. After his set, he said to reporters that he was confident that the blues is the way of the future. The fads come and go, but blues remains. The blues is the music that makes the universal language. He's described how rock artists are, were increasingly drawing from the blues to give their music more substance. Yeah, that's kind of true. Um, he Here's Lou Rawls, a love is a hurting thing. Thank you, BP. Thank you, Caps. For every little kiss, there's a little tear drop. For every single thrill, there's another heartache. The road is rough, the going gets tough, yes, love is a hurting thing, oh, love is a hurting thing. And he was introduced by Peter York, Tork, Peter Tork, good Dina, oh, God, from the Monkees. And most of these artists um, didn't get paid. They did not uh, take any money for their performances. They kind of knew that it was, um, what, what's her name from the Mamas and the Papas? The blonde. Um, 
she's in the documentary a lot talking and she was like they knew that it was a place to be like they had to be there they had to perform it was going to push them up the charts and it, and it did <clears throat> All right, so that is a little bit of Lou Rawls. Love is a hurting thing. Um, we're going to move on. I don't remember this lady is on the next person who was up, um, Beverly Martin. The song is Sweet Joy. There's not a whole lot that I have to say about her. She was introduced by Paul Simon. She's more of a folky, as you'll hear in a second, um, folk artist. Um, I don't remember them showing her at all in the documentary, but she did. Um, she is in the lineup, so I am going to play a little bit about her. Beverly Martin, and it's M-A-R-T-Y-N, Sweet Joy. Thank you, Michelle Phillips. Yes. She's so pretty. Michelle Phillips. This lady's a trip. Yay, Betty. Welcome. Hi. Oh, my sweet. <laughs> oh, my sweet. Oh, my sweet joy. This is oh, basically all she says, kind of. Oh, my sweet. In this oh, song. My sweet joy. Thank you, Bam Bam. Another thing I was telling Bam Bam, I was like, how did these people perform on, on acid? You know, they were tripping. I don't under, know how they, the words came out and how they played the guitar and the drums and everything. I don't know. All right. That's a little bit of Beverly Martin. Um, Sweet Joy. Um, the next artist too, we didn't have a lot, um, about, um, it's Johnny Rivers. Um, he followed Beverly Martin. The song is help me Rhonda. If no play, it's thinking. Maybe. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Oh my god. All these girls dancing. <laughs> oh god. I don't know what's going on. It just keeps thinking. But it's that song. It's <laughs> This one isn't from the festival. I couldn't find that one. This one um I don't know. It looks like American bandstand or something. And these girls got some hip huggers on and they're like hip <laughs> They're dancing is so funny. Oh, I wish you could see it.
and he actually had a um, a really big playlist. He had um, he played ten songs um, and performed. He performed "Help" twice, so he had a large set list compared to a lot of them who only sung um, like Beverly before him only sung three songs, and um, Eric Burton and the Animals after him, who I'm gonna play next, only did four. So Johnny Rivers, help me Rhonda. All right, we're gonna move on because there's so many. Um, like I said, next up was um, Eric Burton and the Animals, Paint It Black is the song that we're gonna play. Um, after Rivers was Eric Burton leading his new incarnation of the Animals, um, introduced as the Animals, reinterpreted the stone song, Paint It Black, adding elect an electric violin, with their appearance, Burton um, signaled a change to a more of a political charged rock style mixed with psychedelica. He later wrote the song Monterey about his experience at this concert. So Eric Burton, or I should say the animals, paint it black. <laughs> And they were introduced by Chet Helms. And um, who is he? He is the father of the San Francisco 1967 Summer of Love music promoter, Chester Leo Chet Helms. Thank you, Caps. Thank you, VP. I appreciate you guys. And this is actual performance from um, the festival. There's quite almost, I think maybe only two or three of them aren't, um, and they're all on YouTube. It's kind of cool to see it. And then after seeing the documentary, because then you could see, oh yeah, he's tripping. <laughs> Turn the deep of blue, blue, blue. 
I could not foresee this thing ever happening to you, Lord. Now, I don't see anybody drinking at all in anything that any of this. All right, that is Eric Burden, the animals, painted black, their version of it. And like, who was the guy from the Rolling Stones? Um, it well, it was um, oh damn, um, Sammy Hagar is a lot in talking in this documentary, and he was talking about how um, he was just walking around and there was artists everywhere, and it was the guy from the Rolling Stones, I believe, um, that he saw, and they said, yeah, we just saw him, and we were just like, and you just see him, he's casually walking through the crowd and, and um yeah he's like we would just follow him wherever he went because these artists when they weren't performing were just out in the audience hanging out listening to the music taking out sitting smoking pot they but that's what they were doing um it was just a trip to see to see that because you would never see that nowadays um all right so um let's move on the next group um is simon and garfunkel they were introduced by john phillips the song we're going to play is homeward bound the headliner for friday night was simon and garfunkel who started after midnight and performed minimally um just two voices and one guitar um they finished about 1 30 a.m on saturday morning Lydon reviewed their set as a sweetly retrospective but they seemed sadly left behind by the shifting of the rock music away from the do as established folk rock style so here is simon gunfrogel homeward bound two people who in the music business are respected by everyone paul simon and art garfunkel that was john phillips in his big furry hat <laughs> what you see throughout the whole documentary <laughs> to him and the other guy um there's a promoter who's wearing one too thank you bam bam thank you bp yeah zero fights i think so but no alcohol on a tour one that spans my suitcase and guitar in hand and never stop as neatly planned for a poet and a Thank you, cats. And each town looks the same to me. The movies and the factories. And every strangest face I see reminds me that I love to be homebound. I wish I were homebound. 
hearts are skipping home, where the music's playing home, where our love lies waiting silently for me. All right, that was the end of Friday, beginning of early Saturday. Simon and Garfunkel, Homeward Bound. All right, we're going to move on to Saturday. Um, the first band that played was um, Canned Heat. Um, they were introduced by John Phillips. Um, and I don't have a whole much to say about them, but that, let's see. Um, that Michael Landon, London, Landon, London, whatever he said that their set was deemed uninspired. Okay, well, we're gonna play one of their songs, Rolling and Dumbling. Here they are, Candy. Once you leave, gang, you may not re-enter. But you don't want to You know, and the tickets, they said, the ticket prices were $3 to $6.50 a day. Can you imagine? <laughs> Depending on where your seat was, $3 to $6.50. Hey, Radio Parlesque, how are you? I hope you're well. Good to see you. Yep. You know what I read though, Bama? But only one guy that um I haven't come up to him yet. Um oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? The Shakar oh, let me find it. That Ravi Shankar, he was paid $3,000 for his afternoon-long performance on the sitar. He was the only one who took money. Um, all the rest, um, the artists, were just paid um, for getting there and when, you know, wherever they stayed, their food and whatever, nothing else. Kind of weird that he would take it. You know what I mean? He seems like he'd be like a piece, you know, sitting there being playing peaceful music that he would donate his music. He would donate his money too, but nope. <laughs> All right, so that's Canned Heat. Rolling and tumbling. And everybody was basically, a lot of, most of the people were just sitting on the ground just be bopping back and forth. They weren't doing anything else. All right. So the next one, um, she's great. Janice Joplin um, and Big Brother and the Holding Company. The song's going to be Ball and Chain. Um, in the thrilling display of raw emotions, Janice Joplin sang next. Backed by Big Brother and the Holding Company, Joplin's wildly elemental interpretation of the blues standards ball and chain was described by London as the blues big mama style tough raw gutsy and with an aching that few blackers black black singers 
reach. Um, from the first time at Monterey Pop, the audience rose to their feet. This Saturday's um, set was not recorded by the filmmaker, Penn Baker. Now that's a different one. That's not the same one that we watched, I believe. That's the movie that you can rent um, on YouTube. Um, so the group was asked to play again on Saturday night. Um, San Francisco examiner, music critic, Phil Elwood wrote that Joplin proved to be the real queen of the festival. This ended up being Joplin's breakout of, um, appearance, bringing her fame um, far beyond San Francisco Bay Area. Columbia Records signed Big Brother and the Holding Company on the basis of their performance um, at Monterey. So um, here she is, here they are, Valentine. <laughs> who was the guy um oh, i can't i'm thinking of his name um the record producer that went and signed her uh <laughs> and she basically told him that she'd sleep with him <laughs>
Thank you, Caps. Appreciate you. That is going to the children at St. Jude, so thank you for that. All right, that is Janice Joplin, Big Brother Holding Company, Ball and Chain, at the Monterey Pop Festival. And they would play twice. And they and you can see, like, in the video, um, uh, Cass, Mama and the Papas, is sitting right there. And they show her, like, she's sitting in front of her, like, their mouth open, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this woman. Because they've never heard her before. And she's just, like, in shock. Um, they like that so much they brought her back brought them back um for to end the show um on sunday so we'll hear a little bit more from them in a minute um next up after janice joplin weighs country joe and the fish <laughs> i've never heard of them before but they did play a little bit of them um on, in the documentary the song is going to be not so sweet martha lorraine not so sweet, Martha Lorraine. Um, Country Joe and Fish came up next, delivering a funny performance with an anti-war message. Guitarist and songwriter um, Barry Melton said afterwards that he put political messages in the band's music because we feel that in this society, we have to make our stance clear. Others don't want to speak up in their songs, um, be right up in front. Melton said that taking LSD was be part of his liberation, allowing him to draw from many different musical um, genres. Um, when I hear a sound that is groovy, I use it. I try to find music all over the place, listening to anything um, I can, um, gives you musical ideas. That's freedom. Um, and maybe that's psychedelica, man. Okay. He was a trip. He, he had all kinds of weird paintings on his face. I don't know. He looked trippy. He looked like he should be out in the bush somewhere. Um, not so sweet. Martha Lorraine, Country Joe and Fish. And like I said, most of almost all of these are from the festival themselves, so they sound they might sound a little different. Thank you, Mike. Adele, welcome Adele. Thank you, Radio Palace. Appreciate you so much. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so much. I can't wait to send that to them. That'll be great. All right, so that is Country Joe and Fish. Not so sweet, Martha Lorraine. <laughs> You've got to see these. It's just a trip to watch the people in the crowd tripping on acid. It's just, they're just, they're very happy. Um, I don't know. They're just also happy. I don't just happy. Um, the next band and it came up was um, Al Cooper. I'm not sure who that is. Introduced by Paul Burtonfield, um, organist Al Cooper sang and played two extended hours for um, Saturday. I can keep from crying sometimes. Oh, 
that's the name of the song, um, Al Cooper. Um, but it says, I heard her say, wake me up and shake me. So that's the one that's going to be playing. I don't ever remember an organ being um, so psychedelic -y. <laughs> Just you to hear it in church, you know? Yeah, I don't know. We're not going to listen to him very much. <laughs> Al Cooper, I can't keep from crying sometimes. Actually, I heard her say, wake me and shake me. Wake me and shake me. We're going to move off to somebody else that I don't really remember hearing about. The song is Drifting Blues. The band is the Butterfield Blues Band. Um, they followed Al Cooper. Um, they were praised by Landon um, as as the crowd was precisely interpreting blues without being uptight, whatever that means. One of Paul Butterfield's standout harmonica solos was described as an exercise of surrealism, breaking a few notes from tiny bits of experimenting with their regrouping. The next two bands were dismissed by Landon as forgettable sets, and that is Quicksilver, who I have one up, and, and Steve Miller Band. He didn't like either one of them, but we're going to stick with um, Drifting Blues, um, the Butterfield Blues Band. We'll play a little bit of that. Then we'll play a little bit of Quicksilver and a little bit of um, Steve Miller. So here is Paul Butler Blues. <laughs> There was all kinds of different music there. And although it, it was only $3 to $6.50, I'm sure that was a lot of money in the 60s. Just like a ship out on the sea. Drifting Blues, Paul Butler Blues Land. All right, so the next one um, is the Quicksilver, who the other guy didn't like, Quicksilver Message Service. All I ever wanted to do is the name of the song, or it also goes Dino's song. Dino's song, All I Ever Wanted to Do. Um, that's about all I have for you. Here's a little bit of it. Thank you. 
Oh, these were the guys with the super long hair. I remember them in the, and this is where they show the guy. He's like looking, he's like putting his hands in front of his hair in the crowd. <laughs> Tripping. And the guys, there was a lot of really super long hair or else they had big ass afros, big afros, white guys. Love and flowers, love and flowers. <laughs> all right, so he didn't like the Steve Miller band too. Um, like I said, all of these bands were just coming up. Like you think Steve Miller band, I mean, they're popular. You know who they are. Back in 1967, they were just starting. Here they are, Mercury Blues. Thank you, BP. And they said there were so many police officers there because they were expecting something to happen. They thought something horrible was going to happen. And of course, nothing happened. It was just peaceful. All right, we're going to end with the last band that, that was on Saturday, and um, it was The Electric Flag. They were introduced by David Crosby, and the song that they played was Wine. Um, I couldn't really look at, find anything about them performing on that day, but here they are, The Electric Flag, Wine. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. <laughs> the next day the first um band that opened up was moby grape um the song is hey grandma moby grape kicked off saturday evening's concert with a unmemorable performance this is this guy he's like it's unmemorable due to um legal and managerial disputes the group was not included in um, the movie. Um, some of Moby Grape's footage um, was shown in 2007 as part of the 40th anniversary celebration of the film. Um, an outtake of Moby Grape's performance
Kate's Hey Grandma appears on the bonus disc um, uh, Criterion released for the film regarding the decision for Moby Grape um, to open that evening. Guitarist Jim Miller recalled that everybody was arguing. Nobody wanted to play first. And I said that we would do it and we were fine with it. Okay. So here they are. Moby Grape. Um, hey, Grandma. I kind of thought we saw them, but I'll see if they show them on this. Oh, yeah. And it's the Smothers Brothers guy. Tim, Tom Smothers, who introduces him. And I thought, oh my gosh, I remember the Smothers Brothers. The first group tonight is kind of like in a uh, more difficult position than other groups because everybody's getting settled and someone has to start the show. And this next group, I think we're... Very happy that they decided because nobody else wanted to go first. It's a difficult position, and let's have a warm hand. Really. <laughs> let's make it extra warm. For Columbia recording artist, Moby Grape. Let's go. Come on. There you are. Let's hear it. Oh no, he's got one of those mustaches. What is it? Like, um, oh, something chops, chops something. You know, the mustache goes down. Oh, is that a Fu Manchu? I don't know, it looks funny. It looks much, it looks funny. It looks weird. All right, we're going to move on because I have a lot more to get to better bands than uh, But this is Moby Grape. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That wasn't nice. Oh, my grandma. I was just uh, agreeing with Mr. Lomden there for a second. Um, then um, after that was Hugh Mascala. And um, it, the song is called The Healing Song um, in parentheses because um, I don't know how the heck you say this. Bajabula Bonky. It says the healing song. Um, only play a little bit so we can uh, listen to the rest. Yeah. Whatever he's saying, Hugh Mascala. Okay, that's enough. All right, after him <laughs> was The Birds, introduced by Mike Bloomfield. Um, they sung Hey Joe. Um, the, the Birds sang some hits and some new songs, uh, but did not energize the crowd. 
so to say. The band ended with the new single, So What So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, featuring the guy that just played Mascala on the trumpet, reprised by his um, participation in the studio recording. But we're playing Hey Joe, um, the birds. Inter- they were introduced, like I said, by Mike Bloomfield. Let's see if I can find it on here. Here it is. Your mother gets high and you don't know it. <laughs> okay. Number of performers, starting with two groups, Love and the Leaves, and uh, a cat named Timmy Rose. And the cat is going to perform here in Jimi Hendrix. A cat, man. He's wearing a big furry hat, too. So we're, I'm going to keep going because there's so many more. Um, there's a few more I want to really, really get to. I'm not going to play the next one, but I'll tell you after um, the birds, it was um, Laura Nairo. She played a few songs, Wedding Bell Blues. Um, let me see. What else did she play? Nora, Nora, Nora. Um, Moby Dick, the birds. Nora, um, Ellie's confirmed Stone Sonic Pinnock. Picnic, um, Wedding Bell Blues, and Poverty Train. Um, after Nora came Jefferson Airplane, and they were introduced by Jerry Garcia. Uh, what song do I have by them? Hmm. Let's see. Somebody to Love. Here they are. Here we are tonight at the uh, I'd like to uh, introduce a perfect example of uh, what the world is coming to. <laughs> It's a Jefferson airplane. And man, Grace Slick, she's a trip, man. That's Jefferson Airplane, Somebody to Love. Um, and then this day ended with um, Otis Redding. And they were seeing in the documentary um, how um, people were g- getting up and leaving. They were walking away um, because, again, a lot of these people, these names, they didn't know who they were. And um, he came on and people just stopped in their tracks and turned around and came back and sat down because he was so good. Here he is um, singing Respect. This is another one of mine. Something we like to do for everybody. 
love cry. This last song is a song that a girl took away from me. Good friend of mine. <laughs> this girl, she just took this song, but I'm still gonna do it anyway. kind of sad because the festival would be one of his last major performances. Redding would die six months later in a plane crash at the age of 26. Otis Redding, respect. All right, we're going to move on to a Sunday, the last day. Um, oh gosh, I don't have a lot of time. Let's see, we're not going to play him because we don't know who they are. Let's get to the... Um, the two big, um, the couple of the really big bands on this day, again, it was Janis Joplin, um, Big Brother Holding Company. Um, and uh, then I want to make sure to get Jimi Hendrix in uh, because he came on last too. Um, so Janis Joplin, again, like I said, she played the first day. They liked her so much, they brought them back. Um, this is combination of two Monterey Pop Festival, Janis Joplin. This group we'd like to bring on now because of the great acceptance and this mother brothers guy. From San Francisco on mainstream records, it's here for Big Brother and the Holding Company. she's playing it looks like a, a wooden like tube of some sort but it she's has a comb in her hand and she's playing against it with a comb And that dude's got a roach clip hanging from his hair. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. 
All right, that is uh, Big Brother and the Holy Coming, Janice Joplin. We're going to move on. I want to get make sure we um, hear a little bit of Jimi Hendrix. Um, it was funny because they introduced him as, um, and Bam Bam brought this to my attention. Um, I probably wouldn't have even heard what they said. Coming to you from, didn't they say England or something? Um Jimi Hendrix. And we we're both like, he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> but it's strange that they say that because he's not actually from, he's actually from America. He did go to England or, you know, um, to do music and stuff, but he was actually from America. So it was just weird how they introduced him that way. Um, here is Jimi Hendrix. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you, VP. And another thing they were saying how like he would be playing the guitar and like stick out his tongue and somebody would just come and put acid on his tongue and he'd just start jamming. I don't know. Oh, the guy even played any of the mamas and the papas. So I'm gonna stop him there and play a little bit of um, the mamas and the papas. Um, because they were big in it too. Uh, and of course they have, here we go. And they said that they didn't do a good job either. destroy you completely in more way than one this is a who this one and uh <laughs> they kind of tripped people out because um 
they went a little crazy. Um, they were introduced. That was Eric Vernon of the animals with the animals, but uh, they uh, like were, you know, he had his guitar over everything, breaking his guitar, and then they kicked over the drums, and people were just like, "Whoa, they've never seen anything like that before." Oh yeah, if you guys are into Reese's Pieces, not yeah, the Reese's no peanut butter cups, those guys. Um BP found ones that have caramel in them, so keep your eye out if you like those. They sound kind of good. <laughs> That's the who substitute. All right, that was um the Monterey Pop Festival. Um again, it's worthwhile if you guys like music to to go on to YouTube and see watch that festival. It's free. Um it's under an hour and yeah, it's fun. Um we're going to pick out the next one we'll be watching soon, so we'll let you know um what that is. Um but yeah, thank you and thank you Bam Bam so much for being my partner in crime with that. I appreciate you. Um, I'm going to leave you guys like I always leave you. Very slow. <laughs> Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. And if nobody's told you lately, I really do appreciate you guys and love you very much very much. I promise. I do. I do. You mean the world to me. Um, through the tough times, you're always there. Like today is a tough day and you're there for me. So I appreciate it. I love you, mom. I miss you every day. Have a good day, you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. One, two,